What's going on, squad? Welcome to A Vision Includes You. This podcast is where I help you step into your true power so that you can elevate all areas of your life without any regrets. My name is Kevin Vu, and I am an online fitness coach and mindset coach, and I'm on a mission to impact millions of lives across the globe. In my experience, I've helped over hundreds completely transform their lives by unlocking their full potential. It's now my goal to share that knowledge I've accumulated over the years into actionable steps to help you turn your vision into your reality. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of A Vision Includes You Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Vu. I'm an online fitness and mindset coach. And today we're going to be going over the fat loss forever pyramid. This is the golden fat loss pyramid in order for you to lose weight and keep it off for good. I'm actually super excited to explain in depth about this pyramid and why if you are on your fitness journey right now and you're struggling with losing weight, keeping it off, and every single time you lose weight, you're able to put it back on then I'm going to teach you this pyramid so that you have a better understanding on how to finally lose that fat for good without ever putting it back on again. So this pyramid is pretty much everything what you need to lose fat and keep it off in order from most important to least important. So let's get into it. By the way, big shout out to Lane Norton because this pyramid that you're seeing on the screen if you're watching this live is actually from his book called Fat Loss Forever. So go check it out. It's by Dr. Lane Norton. I highly recommend it. But in this podcast, we're going to be breaking it down from the base layer. So the base layer is actually sustainability and adherence. What does that mean? When you are trying to lose fat, it doesn't matter necessarily how you do it. But in order for you to lose fat and keep it off, then it does matter. How many times have you went on a diet before and you've lost weight, but then maybe after a month or two months, three months after you went off that diet, you were able to regain all that weight back. And it's frustrating. I've been there and so many of my clients have also been there. And the reason why sustainability and adherence is the base layer, which is the most important factor, is because if you don't see yourself doing this diet or doing this unsustainable method of trying to lose fat for the rest of your life, then you're never going to stick with it and you are more likely to regain that weight back. So sustainability and adherence means what is something that you can do consistently for a long period of time? If you can see yourself doing this for the rest of your life, then great, keep at it. But if you don't see yourself doing this for at least 10 years, then don't even bother in the first place because that's, this is where a lot of people, they end up in that yo-yo diet cycle. So sustainability and adherence is going to be the most important factor. Next up on the second base layer is something called a caloric deficit. I've talked about this many times in my previous podcast, but in case you don't know what a caloric deficit is, it's pretty much when you consume fewer calories than your body burns on a day-to-day basis. And this is the only way to lose fat. The only way to lose fat is to make a calorie deficit. So you have to burn more calories than what you're consuming. The only way you get fat is when you consume more calories than what your body burns. And everyone's going to be burning different numbers of numbers of calories. Everybody's going to eat different numbers of calories and everyone has different caloric needs. So there's three main ways to create a calorie deficit. I'm just going to go over them very quickly. Number one is that you can consume fewer calories. So let's say you're someone who burns 2,500 calories a day. You're very active at work. You're moving around a lot. Maybe you're working out a lot. So let's say you're burning 2,500 calories. So in order for you to lose fat and be in a calorie deficit, then let's say you're eating 2,000 calories. If your body's burning 2,500 and you're intaking only 2,000 over a long period of time, yes, you will lose fat. But however, 
If you are eating the same number of calories, let's say your body burns 2,500 and then you're consuming 2,500, this is something known as maintenance calories, which means you are not going to gain or lose weight. And the last instance is if you're burning 2,500 calories, but then you eat more than 2,500, let's say you eat 3,000 calories, over a long period of time, this is where you will actually gain weight. So again, the first way to actually create a calorie deficit is by eating fewer calories than what your body burns. The second way to create a calorie deficit is to burn more calories than what you're consuming to lose fat. So for instance, let's say you're already eating 2000 calories a day, but in order for you to increase your energy output, then let's say you want to go bike riding and for your one hour session, let's say you burn 500 calories. So if you're already burning 2000 calories a day and you're eating 2000 calories a day, again, you're at maintenance. But if you started adding in more activity, you're doing more cardio, then yes, you will be burning more calories. So that's the second way. However, there's also a third way. And the third way is a combination of option one and two. So some people, they like to do a 250 calorie deficit through their nutrition. So maybe they eat 250 calories fewer. And then they also burn 250 calories more. And this is honestly one of the best approaches that you can take because it's a balance of both worlds. You're increasing your activity, which is great. And also you're eating fewer calories. So instead of creating a 500 calorie deficit through your nutrition alone, you're creating a 250 calorie deficit through your nutrition and you're burning 250 more calories. And at the end of the week, on average, you should be roughly be losing about a pound of fat per week. But again, that's calorie deficit. That's the second base layer. And then when it comes to number three, the third layer is exercise. Why is exercise so important? There's different types of exercise. As we know, we know that there's cardio. There's no, that we know that there's strength training. We know that there's, uh, you can just go for a walk and that's still considered exercise. Why is exercise so important? So exercise, not only it's going to help you stay healthy and improve your cardiovascular health, but exercise specifically strength training is what is required. And the reason for this is oftentimes how many of you have tried introducing more exercise into your routine when you wanted to lose weight, but then the only thing that you did was add in more cardio. Maybe you went on the elliptical, maybe you went on the treadmill, maybe you went on the stationary bike and that's all you're doing is you're just trying to burn as many calories as possible. You're just trying to burn off the fat, but this is not sustainable long-term. Why? Because yes, while cardio is going to burn a lot of calories in that short period of time where you're actually doing that cardio, after that activity, you're not burning many calories at all. This is why you need to be strength training. You either need to be lifting weights, maybe you have some resistance bands, but you need to do some type of resistance training program because your body needs muscle. Because the more muscle you have, the more calories you actually burn at rest. So for instance, if you have more muscle on your frame by sleeping, by sitting around, by standing up, your body's actually burning more calories than if it didn't have that muscle. So in order for you to lose fat and keep it off, having more muscle is going to help you maintain that fat loss. A lot of times when people go on these crash diets to do a bunch of cardio and yes, while they might, might lose weight in the short term, in the long term, it's going to be so much easier for them to regain it back because their metabolism is still very low. But in order to increase your metabolism so that you burn more calories, you need to be building muscle. So exercise is number three. And number four, number four, the base layer is going to be self-monitoring. And what does this mean? 
This means that you have to audit yourself. This means that you have to track your progress. Either you track your physical progress, you take progress pictures, you check your weight every now and then, you take waist measurements, you uh, see how your clothes fit. Like these are all forms to check your progress. Because let's be honest, if I told you to drive across the country, would you bring a map or a GPS? Yes, because you wanna know that you're going on the right track. Same things when it comes to your fitness journey. If you don't self-monitor, if you don't know where you're heading, how do you even know that you're making progress in the first place? So again, I've already listed off four ways to track your progress, clothes fitting, waist measurements, you can take progress photos and tracking the scale weight. However, there's so many other areas where you need to track as well. Let's say you're tracking calories. So I would recommend downloading an app such as MyFitnessPal to ensure that you're eating the sufficient number of calories. The second thing you can also track is also your strength in the gym. As you know, in order to build muscle, you need to be resistance training and also getting stronger over time. So if you're tracking your sets, your weights, your exercises, your reps, these are all the things. And as long as you're getting stronger over time in these exercises, then theoretically, your body is going to adapt and start building more muscle. So that's why self-monitoring is so key because you want to make sure that you're making progress in the right direction. Everyone says, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 20 pounds. But if they're not self-monitoring, how do you know that you're even on the right track? Like you can't just weigh yourself once every six months and be like, oh, next you know, you're just going to be the same weight. Or maybe you've lost like two pounds when you could be losing more if you continue to self-monitor yourself on a consistent and daily basis. So that's number four. Number five is protein and fiber intake. Protein and fiber intake is super, super, super important. Protein intake is because you protein is the only macronutrient required to build muscle and at the same time restore or retain lean muscle mass. So what that means is when you're in a calorie deficit, that means you're eating fewer calories than your body's burning, then you're more prone to lose a lot of lean muscle mass. But if you keep your protein intake high, then you have a lower chance of losing muscle mass. You might lose a lot less muscle mass than if you didn't account for protein intake at all, but keeping your protein intake high is so, so, so crucial. And most people don't eat enough protein. So my recommendation is eating about 0.7 grams. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 0.7 multiply that by your current body weight. So for for instance, if you're someone who's 100 pounds, then roughly you will be eating 70 grams of protein. If you're eating, if you're 200 pounds, I would recommend you eating 140 grams of protein minimum. And fiber intake, why is fiber intake so important? Because fiber intake, it's gonna help you with your digestion, especially when you are going to be lowering your calories. You wanna make sure that you have sufficient bowel movements because I'll be honest, I'm gonna relate this to my own fitness journey. When I was cutting down and I was losing weight, if I didn't keep my fiber intake high, I would honestly be constipated because I'm not eating that much food in the first place. But now because I'm not keeping my fiber intake high enough, I'm going to go days without, you know, taking a number two and that's not healthy. So you want to make sure that a good rule of thumb is for every thousand calories that you consume, I would aim for 10 to 15 grams of fiber. So for instance, if you're eating 2000 calories a day, then I would aim for anywhere from 20 to 30 grams of fiber per day. And there's so many foods that are higher in fiber. You can go with your fruits, your vegetables. Um, you can also go with nuts. These are all great foods that are high in fiber. Moving into the sixth component. The sixth component is your carbs and fats macronutrients. 
So carbs and fats, there's three main macronutrients and macronutrients are nutrients that you consume in large quantities. And I don't obsess over carbs and fats. This is, this is why it's so low on that scale because it's not as important unless you're a competitive bodybuilder and you need to meticulously track every single macronutrient, then it's not necessary for the vast majority of people. So carbs and fats and protein, those are the three main macronutrients. And each of these macronutrients, they're made up of different number of calories. So I would recommend just tracking your protein, tracking your fiber and tracking your calories. Those are the three main things that you need to focus on. Later down the line, if you want to be a lot more meticulous, let's say you're competing for a show and you need to get super lean, single digit body fat because you're competing against like people who are, who are going to be a lot more meticulous, then yeah, you can track your carbs and fats. But for the vast majority of people, you don't need to just track those three things. As I mentioned, protein, calories, and fiber intake. And moving into the last, the last pillar is actually going to be supplements. As you see, it's very low on this list. And the reason for that is because People put this emphasis on supplements saying that, oh, it's going to help me lose weight. It's going to help me lose fat. They're magic pills. No, supplements are by far the least important thing that you need to worry about, especially when you're just starting. If you focus on these other six things first, and then you can add supplements on top, then great. Maybe you'll get like that extra edge. But if you don't focus on creating a calorie deficit, sustainability and adherence, exercise, self-monitoring, all these things, then just Throwing in supplements is not going to help you do anything better. It's like when you're trying to get clean teeth, I would say the base would be like brushing your teeth consistently every single day. And then if you think that supplements is somehow going to help you get clean teeth, let's say supplements could be referred to as chewing gum. So if you're chewing gum in replacing brushing your teeth, then you're not going to get much results in the first place. So you have to make sure that you have the fundamentals and the foundation laid out first. And if you want to chew gum in addition to brushing your teeth, then you can do so. But you can't just chew gum in hopes of replacing brushing your teeth entirely in order to get clean teeth. So this is why supplements is at the very lowest tier and it's not that important. Again, you don't need supplements to make progress, but you need to have all this other foundation in order to make progress. So don't put an overemphasis on supplements. And what I recommend, honestly, let's say you have everything else, like all these six tiers already set in stone, then great. Some of the supplements that I do recommend is number one, creatine monohydrate. Again, it's one of the most scientifically proven supplements to help you build muscle, uh, also increase your strength. But again, it's not required. Uh, the second thing is protein powder. If I know that a lot of people, they suffer or they struggle with getting enough protein in. So just having a scoop or two of protein powder can help you meet your protein requirements. And no, it's not going to be like a magic pill. It's not going to magically make you build muscle or anything like that. It's just a convenient way to get more protein in. And the last supplement I would honestly recommend is either multivitamins or omega-3 fish oil pills. If you find that you're not eating a lot of fish or maybe you're lacking in some micronutrients, then yeah, having a multivitamin or, or an omega-3 fish oil pill is going to help you uh, fill in the gaps. But again, I don't want you to stress over supplements too, too much. Only if you have those other six tiers settled in and locked in, then you can focus on that. But other than that, those are going to be the seven pillars of this pyramid. And if you're watching this on the live stream, you'll notice at the bottom, it's going to say behavior and lifestyle. So the overarching thing of all of this pyramid, this whole pyramid is behavior and lifestyle because your behaviors and your lifestyle is going to influence all these other things. So what that means is 
what type of person are you? When you're going out to a restaurant, are you going to the healthy option or are you going to the most greasy, deep fried, the most unhealthiest thing that you could find? So your behavior and lifestyle is going to dictate all of this. If you're someone who's following a super strict diet, for instance, let's say you're on keto, let's say you're doing intermittent fasting and there's, you know that there's going to be foods that you can't eat, then most likely this whole pyramid is not going to be as sustainable for you. It's not going to be something that you're willing to adapt to. So this is something that you have to be very mindful of when you're going to a social gathering. If your friends or your, your, your significant other wants to eat out, what kind of choices are you making? So you have to really take into context, what is the lifestyle that you're having right now? And how can you make this pyramid fit into your lifestyle if you want to lose weight and keep it off? That is so important. That is so important because yes, you can have this pyramid and all, but if your lifestyle and your behaviors don't match up with this pyramid, then it's never going to stick out. So a lot of you, you have to really take a look at yourself and be like, hmm, maybe I'm someone who actually enjoys eating out. Okay, if I'm someone who enjoys eating out, what is a diet that I can follow that allows me to still eat my favorite foods and still make progress? And one of the recommendations that I personally teach is flexible dieting. What is flexible dieting? It's essentially you're tracking your calories, you're tracking your protein, and as long as you're hitting those targets, then you can still fit in the foods that you like. Let's say you're someone who has a busy, busy, busy schedule, and let's say you're working 12-hour shifts, and in between, you don't really have much time to eat in between. So maybe you can adopt something called intermittent fasting. And intermittent fasting, again, is not magic whatsoever. It's just a pattern of eating. Maybe you fast for like 16 hours and maybe you, some people, they claim to have more focus, more energy. And again, it is not something that's going to be magic, but it's just a pattern of eating. At the end of the day, the most important thing is that you get your overall calories in, you get your protein intake in, and you meet your fiber needs. Okay. Those are the three things. And if you can do intermittent fasting, AKA you don't eat for 16 hours. And then within that eight hour window of your eating, you're able to hit all those needs. Then you're still going to make similar results to someone who's eating consistently throughout the day. It's not magic whatsoever. I'd really want to make that a, a disclaimer. Okay. So you have to really take into context your lifestyle and your behaviors, what kind of lifestyle and behaviors that you have, and how can you apply this pyramid in order to complement your lifestyle? So with that being said, again, big shout out to Lane Norton. I highly recommend his book, Fat Loss Forever. If you haven't checked it out yet, go support him. It's a great read. I recommend reading it multiple times because he's one of those coaches out there in this fitness industry that I trust and I look up to. He's no bullshit. He calls out the BS inside all these gurus that claim all these fat diets are the best thing, but follow him. I believe his at on Instagram is BioLane, so make sure that you give them a follow. And with that being said, that's going to come to the end of this podcast. Hopefully you learned a lot from this podcast, and if you did, I would love for you to screenshot this episode, post it to your story, and tag me at Bougian Fitness. Until next time, I'll see you all again tomorrow. Peace! Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Vision Includes You. If you got value from today's episode, I would love for you to screenshot any episode, post it to your story, and tag me at Vision Fitness so that I know you're tuning in. I truly appreciate the support, and as always, I hope you have the best day ever, and I'll catch you on the next episode.